talk about Apple. Yeah, you told me about a, the book that you read about Steve. Oh, right, yeah, Steve. I sent you the link to the podcast, right. Yeah, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Well, I, I like that podcast anyway, but the uh, but you know he that he's an interesting guest. It was interesting hearing him talk about his book. Yeah, and and he had a lot of interesting things that is as he said the uh, uh, moderator said he, mm-hmm. that really weren't uh, public knowledge. You know, maybe right. not a lot of things, but enough to add interest to his book. You know, and show yeah. the depth that he went to. So anyway, uh, it, and it reminded, it was a good thing for those of us uh, who followed Apple over the years to kind of renew stuff that you just forget about. Like I, one thing that I really liked is uh, Jobs' comment about uh, uh, putting uh, uh, music on Mac or rather on uh, Windows machines was, well, you know, it's just it's kind of like giving a glass of ice to someone in hell, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he fought that, but what he what he what he missed was he he won a ton of converts, a whole bunch of people. I mean, quite honestly, the first time that I bought one of the uh, a Mac Mini, the, the one of the more modern Macs, was because I had been using iTunes on my Windows machines at the time, and had um, uh, been ripping CDs and stuff, and was wondering allowed to myself about how much better the experience would be natively on a Mac, you know, in the Mac world. And mm-hmm. not only was that, like I said, more native or, or, or in the past, I've talked about how that became sort of the default computer for the family because I set it down on the dining room table and everybody started using it almost immediately instead of the multitude of app or of windows machines that we had. But it was, um, uh, the, the iTunes, you know, I, I, it was like it was a, the app worked really well and did what I wanted it to do and got music into iPods and it was fine, but it didn't. You know, it was the whole experience wasn't as good as it could be. And switching to the Mac, I found out that it was like, oh, this could be so much better, yeah. um, as, as well as a variety of other experiences. And so then yeah. my whole family switched over, and so slowly over time, that's became the default computers for our family. And uh, and I say slowly, it wasn't that slow, but it was like as we bought new computers, we bought Macs. And we also found that, A, I didn't have to go dink around with them to fix all the little problems that we constantly seem to be having with Windows computers. You know, Windows were fine. Well, At that time, Windows were fine if you wanted to be a hobbyist, but if you wanted your kids to do their homework on them every night, it was a pain because about every other night they were going, Dad, this doesn't work. Dad, this, you know, how come it's doing this? How do I, you know. And that just didn't happen with the Mac. Just didn't happen. They yeah. sat down and used it to do what they wanted to do. Well, to me, it all came down to one thing. I was so fed up with uh, security updates, mm-hmm. uh, protect protections against viruses or bugs or I forget what. Anyway, uh, that it, you constantly had to download the damn thing, uh, software. Yeah. In yeah, order every to time you used protect. it, you sat and waited a minute while it did an update. And, and that's why... I, I sent you one of the things I did send you this morning was Microsoft now is wants to be a part of of investing because of the war in, in mm-hmm. and their understanding of the uh, hacking and stuff that went on over in Ukraine as that uh, kind of moved up is they want to get in that business and help, you know, defend against the hacking environment, you know. Right. Well, well, I said, 
It's so not that they want to get into it. They're actually already part of it, and they have a contract with the U.S. government and are doing a lot of it. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, who in the heck would want Microsoft on their side because they've been the weakest security system we, I've ever seen in computers? Yeah, well, also remember that, you know, today's – Today's Microsoft is not the Microsoft of, you know, oh, I, 2000 I know. and what well, you, your first uh, Mac was a 2008, right? The laptop, right. the big one, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, they're quite a different company nowadays and uh, their, their current CEO has taken them a long ways away from the operating system dependency. They're mostly a cloud company and services company now. Uh, yeah. I mean, they make most of their money off of, of, uh, cloud services but, but 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 still their windows operating system is out there in thousands of computers around the world oh absolutely you know? absolutely millions i should say yeah and it's still the same old crap i don't think so the um, are... i i disagree with that i think windows 10 really became something very comparable and windows 11 is is very solid um they you know it's it now it's just a matter of preferences to what kind of interface you like you know the underpinnings. They've they've changed they've changed it, and they've gone further to isolating the person from the underlying operating system. Sort of more like you know, Max is running on a on a you know Unix kernel, but unless you really work to get down to that kernel, you never see it. And that's sort of how Windows works now too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a matter of preference. It's it's very stable and solid, uh, and they've gone away from the the constant upgrade type things it works much more like the mac now in terms of upgrades and, and it's much less uh you know, intrusive intrusive huh? on what you're doing yeah which was terrible yeah the first mac mini that i got was like the first one that came out it was 2005 and uh i think i'll i'll take credit for your conversion because um i think at, oh yeah! At the time, you know, we had been slowly moving over, and 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 I think you came over and played around with it enough at my house that you were like, "Yeah, this this is better. I'm going this way." Well, you see, I was living in, in an Airstream trailer at that time, and traveling around, really not using the computer too much, but whenever I wanted to use it, I had to spend. So much, I was retired, you know, now, so I wanted to enjoy myself. And I says, I got better things to do mm. than to try to uh, use this stupid machine. Besides, yeah. it was a big, big old box machine. Yeah. Uh, well, and when you're not but, using it regularly, it's like literally every time you use it, it you have to wait absolute, 20 minutes while it does updates. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, it was such a pain. With bad that, internet because uh, you were traveling. And, and and I was, that at that point in time, we were down in... Uh, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Florida, and uh -huh. uh, at Duff D McDill, I think it was, McDill Air Force Base. And so I knew there was an Apple store because I just uh, listened on TV to an ad uh -huh. or something from Apple, you know. And, and they gave me an address even. So I managed to find it, and, and I didn't have any navigator with me at the time, so that they weren't out then or uh -huh. whatever. And so uh, I GPSs found were there. Yeah. You know, the Garmin's but, and Tom Tom's of the world. Yeah. But I didn't have those. Yeah. I never, never bought one. So anyway, I, uh, I found a, found the place on the map and went up and, and laid down my dollars for a MacBook, MacBook yeah. pro. Yep. Uh, and 16, 15, inch screen. 15 inch. Yeah. The 50, it was that, that, uh, unibody 15 inch, all aluminum 
MacBook Pros. Yeah. Yep. S sitting here right beside me. Yep. I, I had one of those and still have it, too. It's yeah. an antique. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, not really a usable computer. Although, if you read, uh, there's been several places, like, you can ro load Chrome OS on them and turn them into a Chromebook and stuff if you wanted to play around with that. Um, you, you know... You know, I was going to use it for some alternate things. I can't even boot up in it anymore. And it's because uh, the last time that it was up and running is that it, and it was connect to a Wi-Fi online and it downloaded so much crap that the machine memory is full. And I don't know any way around getting started other than uh, whatever that uh, keyboard code is that I'd have to look up that'll allow you to boot into a, uh, you know, clearing recovery, the whole machine and yeah, starting recovery over. recovery mode. And, uh -huh. Yeah, recovery mode, so that you can start from scratch because it's it's a brick right now, and it uh -huh. remain that way until till that kind of thing happens. Ah, we should have said something last time I was out that way. So maybe next time I'm there, if I remember, we'll we'll pull it out and and uh, do some house clean. There's a few things you can do from the recovery mode that you don't you know before you like totally erase the machine. You can you can boot it up and and do some house cleaning you see even if you put reboot it and load a, a new os or whatever in there uh it's it's gonna be so old that there's nothing to work anymore yeah it, yeah well, so i was gonna say it's probably got the the latest os that you can put on it on it but it uh it um yeah there's not not a lot of new apps that you can put on there but you know you can you can run a, a web browser and stuff. Like I said, you can you can even uh, there's a few uh, you can put Linux on it and it'll run, and you can put um, Chrome OS on it and it'll run. And those are both so lightweight that 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 actually is probably still a yeah. fully functional CPU for them. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that you know it becomes those... a hobby machine, and then you go like, do I really want that hobby? Right, yeah. Well, I'm so iPad-ish anymore, I don't even remember how to bring, you know, much how to use my other machine other than, right. than now I'm now I'm back into doing a newsletter for an organization I belong to. So once a month, I, I have to bring that out and uh, and use Mac OS. Why? And, and, of course, since the last time I used it now, I had to update the operating system. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, it's that's as bad as back of the Windows days when you had to do updates all the time, right? It's like when, yeah, when, when, when you use it when, once every year, there's a new OS to put on it. <laughs> yeah, darn it! Why do they keep changing things? <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't you don't have to put the new OS. I mean, if you're you know running uh, Word or Pages or whatever, it's like that. You know that works just fine. There's literally no reason to upgrade. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, my question is, why do you even have to use the Mac to do your your newsletter? It's funny, this year for my uh, high school swim team, I, this, I think it's the first year, I didn't do anything of uh, significance on the Mac at all. Everything was done on my iPad, you know. So I did meet entries, I did uh, emails, I put together PDFs to send out. Everything was done off my iPad. Well, that's a thought. Uh, the, the one thing that I, I, I need to do is just to bring in my template for my newsletter and see if uh, if I can. I, I have lots and lots of links that I put in the newsletter. Uh huh. You know, and so the ability uh, of of um, 
pages, uh, if all the capabilities are intact that work, you know, between Mac OS and iOS mm-hmm. on, on uh, pages, then then I'm, all, I'm I'm I should work, you know. Yeah, it'll, it'll mean learning to do it a different way, but that's the thing. That's that's what I have found with it is is that it's it's it can pretty much do everything I want it to do. I just I have to learn how to do it on the device because it functions differently. So the way you do it sometimes is different. But um, but I've you know I because I was dealing with a lot of PDF files and things like that. I had to learn to to work with the files app on the iPad and know where my files were and organize those and uh, you know and so under my documents I have a folder that was the you know year 2022 team. And underneath there, I had a folder for meets and a folder for handouts and a holder for, another folder for, like, information that I kept but wasn't handing out to people. It was just for me, um, you know, about mm-hmm. what was going on with the team. And and so, you know, I just organized documents in there. I'll tell you one thing that I, that I have not found how to do very well is, like, if I have a multi-page PDF and I want to share one page from that multi-page PDF with somebody – that does I don't see I haven't been able to find a way to do that natively within the operating system. So I may have to look at a PDF management app. And unfortunately, all of the PDF management apps that I can see that do pretty much what I want, all of them require subscriptions and the subscriptions are more than it's worth to me. You know? Yeah. If, if it was if it was like ten bucks a year or something, I might do it, but most of them are like ten dollars a month. And it's like I don't deal with the PDFs that much that it's worth ten dollars a month to me, you know. Yeah. Well, the only thing I do is I save the Pages app as a PDF. Yeah. You know, when I'm done, because that keeps it from being changed. Right. And so uh, that's a good format for that. But yeah. Yeah, and and that that's something that um, you know that the, the management of PDFs is not what I would like it to be on on ios right now or ipad os um you know that's just a like like in in on a mac you could say print this one page and then you can always you can print anything to a pdf that that function doesn't exist on on ipad well and and i don't uh, know why it should you know in the print function i should uh, one of my targets should always be a pdf you know pick a printer or pick pdf and just create a new pdf that would be perfect Uh, you, you can't create a PDF on, a, on the iPad, you're saying? Um, no, I'm just saying, like, like if I have a PDF open and, and I don't want to share the entire PDF with somebody, I just want to share page three, how do I extract page three to share with somebody? Well, here's here's the way I've always organized PDFs, and I haven't tried uh, tried what I'm telling you, but if you, you can transfer a page at a time from one PDF to another, in other words, open two PDF files, and then because you do that, you can then delete the page that you don't want off of the new PDF. But just be sure you rename it before then so that you don't wipe out your old PDF that, that you're, right. you don't care about. But then, then you'll be left with the, with the page that you, uh, that you just want. So you just transfer the one page over. Right. I've done that, yeah. I've done that on the Mac. Don't know how to do it on the PC or, or, the, or the, on the iPad. Yeah, so I, I'm quite sure I've done that lots of times. I've just organized stuff between two PDFs before or reorganized. On the iPad? No, I, I've never done PDF work on iPad. That's what I'm talking about. I've done it on the Mac, and I know how to do exactly what you're saying on the Mac. Oh, I've never oh. done it on the iPad. I don't know how to do it on the iPad. 
Okay, I, well, the, you, the the alternative on the Mac is anything that you print, you can you can print just one page out of a print in the print dialog box, and you have the option of anything that you're printing, you can save as a PDF instead of printing it. And I've done that on the Mac. That doesn't exist well, on the, on the on iOS. Well, I was I would I, I'm not an expert at all on on the iOS for what I'm going to suggest you do, but you know you can have two uh, different documents up on the screen at one time. Well, get your two PDFs up on the screen at the same time. Yeah. And you can drag between them. That should work. I've not been able to do that. I'll try, it. I'll try it on the iPad, but it's not worked for me. Okay. Well, that's, that's the way it's intended to be done, I believe, because I know you can drag uh, pictures out of your picture folder into your Word document from there and all, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, that that that's what they usually use to demo that capability. Mm-hmm. So there, but but to actually take pages out of a PDF, I haven't done that. But that should yeah. work like moving a picture. It's, I'll give it know. a try. That's like I said, I I've not been able to do it. No. I will try that specifically. I think I have tried it before. Um, that just requires that you have you know you use the two apps up at once in the. Um, in in iPad OS, which I think to this day still doesn't work very well, it's an un, it's an uncomfortable function. Well, it, it, it's different, and I think that's the problem. Is that intuitively we we're still thinking Mac OS. <laughs> well, it's just it's not intuitive. That's the problem. Is it's it's yeah. it doesn't work. You know, I I have I'll tell you what has happened to me more than one of the more frustrating things that happens to me on the iPad is. I'm doing something, and I inadvertently drag a tip of a finger across something, and now I have two screens open. It gives me split screen. I get that all the time, and I don't want it. And then it's a pain to get rid of. I have to futz around with it to get rid of the extra screen. I can't just – they don't have an X up in the corner to click on it and say, close this damn screen. You know, and so you have to then drag the the center bar from one side to the other to get rid of it. But if you get the dumb – have you gotten the mode where you get an app floating in a window above the other other app on on one-third of the screen? I get that all the time. And so there you have to then say, no, I don't want it floating. I want it to split screen. And then I can close the split screen because you can't close the floating one-third screen. You can drag it to the side, but it's still there. Yeah. uh, I know what you mean. you, you, you have to get it settled, you know, as a screen, as another open window right. before you can delete it. Right. So you have to you have to take the floating one-third and say, no, I want it to be a split screen. Once you get it into split screen, then you can drag the center split off to, to close one half or one screen or the other. But, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing to create the dumb little floating screen because I get that semi-regularly and it's irritating as hell. You know, you know when you're running an app, and that's that's what I called settled uh, mode. Mm-hmm. And you at the top, you have three little buttons, three little things. Yeah, I've at the seen top. those three little buttons. Yeah, you, you put your fingers on those, and then you mm-hmm. can control a number of things to do with multitasking. Yeah, there's a, yeah, you force it left, force it right, or whatever. But yeah, I've done that. I know how to do that when I'm dealing when I want something to happen. I don't know how to stop making something I don't want happen from happening because that seems to be the problem. Uh, I'm doing something. Inadvertently, I will do something, and I'll get a, a floating screen up over the top of what I'm doing from some other app that I have accidentally touched. 
I, I, I know everybody does that. I, I'm always clearing the screen for, for Sue, <laughs> your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know how to clear it, but it's irritating that I have to. I just, yeah. you know, the, the multi-screen functionality, apparently it's something that they're addressing again in, in iOS 16, at least that's one of the rumors, uh, is that they're going to address this multi-screen functionality yet again. Um, because I don't think it's, it's, you know, settled interface yet. I think there's too much of why the hell did this just pop up? And now I have yeah. to do, you know, three steps to get rid of it. I'll tell you, you know, we talk about the difference between, you know, that you can do most of the same things on, on iPad OS that you can do on Mac OS, but you have to do it differently. Yeah. Differently is frustrating to me sometimes because on Mac OS, sometimes this, the way to do something is click here. The way to do right. things on iPad OS very often is swipe here, drag there, tap this, lift that, you know, and, and, then, <laughs> and then lean to the left. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Why is this three or four steps? You know, I, there's too many things like that that in iOS are still multiple steps well, that are I'll, frustrating to me. I'll tell you, the, the number one problem with iOS is that being touch-sensitive screen, it's so easy to make mistakes. Yeah, inadvertent. You know, yeah. I'll tell you what, this is one thing that, um, that the fine folks at Android did that I think is very smart is at the bottom of every Android screen, there's three icons that are just there all the time, universally. Back, back up, And right? one of them is just undo. Go back. Just go back, you know? And some, yeah. and you've complained about that. You've been in, like, uh, you're doing something, and you'll get into a state, and it's like, I just want to go back. Just go back to what yeah. it was before whatever just happened. Because yeah. whatever just happened screwed me up, you know? You know, I, I don't think Apple, because of their ego, maybe <laughs> yeah uh, we'll ever do it but it's such a such a good idea yeah just a universal undo now they have kind of created that thing that's up in the top left corner where like if you're in an app and you and that app then pops open into another window or something it's go back to the previous app right but that's not always what undo does you know it's very very often i'm just built into an app i just want to go backwards and yep. and that's on the app developers to create well, an undo. You that's know? right, but it's that's like, not a that's not a system go back. Right, that's, exactly. It's not. And, it's just within the you know. It, if it was built into the system, then every every app would have to recognize what to do with that button, right? It, it's like right. just, just go back. Uh, you know, they do it in like the notes app. You know, in the notes app, there's a a an undo. Yep. You know, and that's nice. You know, or a lot of drawing apps. Most drawing apps have that. But I know when, when you're in the drawing uh, uh, function within the Notes app, the undo is useful because you inadvertently tap something and you're putting marks on the page. And so just, you know, <laughs> yep, undo that. Yeah, that, that's really neat to take uh, something that you've, where you've got a big mess. You have to back up quite a ways and you yeah. can watch it happen, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it's something like within Photoshop. I mean, you can have like 127 levels of undo or something, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can just back right out of that whole mess that you, you know, because sometimes you start going down a path when you're doing something creative and you go like, whoop, nope, I got I to gotta back out. I've gone too far. This is not what I want. So. Yeah. Uh, but, anyway. yeah, you know, and I'm complaining about iPad. Like I said, I used it exclusively uh, during my swim season uh, or almost exclusively. I occasionally sat here at my desktop machine and and would do something, but um, I do have the the case that has the the nice keyboard and stuff for my iPad, 
and um, uh, and so you know I have no problem sitting there and typing things. I'll tell you something else that was infuriating yesterday uh, with iPad though. I launched an app to order a pizza from the fine folks at Pizza Hut. Their app only works vertically. When my keyboard's attached to my iPad, the keyboard only works horizontally. <laughs> so I'm trying to order this dang pizza, and i got to tilt my head sideways as I'm typing stuff, or I turn it vertical to read it and then turn it back to horizontal so that I can fill in the dumb forms to tell them, you know, what I want. That was maddening. Oh, I bet. Stupid Pizza Hut people. <laughs> well, it's, it's multiple people. Your keyboard should work either way. Well, how do you make a keyboard with it, that attaches to your iPad work both? I guess you could magnetically find a way to like flip your mag, your iPad on the keyboard. Uh, you could support uh, that. You know, but you know what? I don't know. Then it's not going to fold up in nice in a cover. You have to move it back to horizontal to fold it up into the cover of the of the the you know keyboard slash case. Uh, yeah. You know they could do that, but mostly it's just developers not making their app friendly to turning it on its side you know i use an uh a podcasting app that i like a lot boy your volume or whatever my echo just got really bad again um really yeah i use this podcasting app called overcast and the developer marco armit does a great job i strongly recommend using it for podcasting uh for listening um but in one of our two cars I have a little mount that holds the phone horizontally. Would it be so tough to make the, the interface rotate to horizontal? You know, and, he, and his, yeah. when his interface, when you're playing, is in two parts. There's the top part that shows the artwork and uh, anything that they've decided to display to you in the iP- in the podcast. And the bottom half is the, uh, you know, skip back, skip forward, pause, play button. All he has to do is take each of those two sections and rotate them 90 degrees one way or the other. That's all he has to do. Mm. It would work fine, but my phone mounts horizontally in my car. He apparently doesn't ever, ever use his iPhone horizontally because he doesn't support that. By the way, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you fine. I've never had any problem hearing you. The problem is I hear me with about a one-second delay. Do you now? Yes. Well, the switch that I've been switching, it says microphone level. Yeah. And I've got it, I've got it entirely to the left. Zero is the level of the microphone. Huh. And so that's why I was wondering if you could hear me. And it's combined now, so I'm listening to, you know, it's a, it's a headphone function to make them work together. Right. But nevertheless, oops, now it just split. So it's not, okay. it's not solid. But nevertheless... I have it set at zero, and yet you're hearing. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. What's okay, well, it went now. back down again. It's there, but the volume dropped a little bit. Well, I just laid it down on the table, uh, but that mm. shouldn't have changed anything. I'm. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, if if the sound is coming in and out of your headphones. See, the, the, the worst problem about the Bluetooth, and, and I've done this before when I'm talking to you, is that I go get my AirPods and use them, is that my Bluetooth is, connection is not good. And so a yeah, lot Bluetooth of times... Yeah, Bluetooth stinks. Yeah, because it's, it, it's hard to get a good connection. 
I don't understand why it's hard to get a good connection. It's just my thing is is that you know you sometimes you're connected, sometimes it's, you're not connected. The, Apple has tried to do this thing where you do smart connections, where it connects to one device, but then if you put that device down and switch to another device, the sound switches with you. You know. Which, well, I, if, I I think here's the here's the problem with with uh, Bluetooth. Whenever you have more than one manufacturer involved with either with with one side or the other of the uh, connection you got you're just asking for trouble well they're supposedly yeah. a standard but yeah oh 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 yeah but t- tell me about it my earphones were probably designed 10 years ago your you know? not your earphones your um your hearing aids, aids i'm right. sorry hearing aids right so so nobody's going to go back and fix those but neither am i going to go suddenly spend another two thousand three thousand dollars for a set of hearing aids you know yeah. and and so what do you do about people that are inherently left with, you know, early standards? Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the reasons I want to get my hearing aids upgraded, but I don't, you know, the VA, they only give you last year's model anyway. Last year's <laughs> model is still 10 years newer than the model you got in your ears. I know. I know. But <laughs> when, I, when I say last year's, I meant I previous, ge- previous generations. generations. Right. Still probably significantly Several generations newer than the ones you've got in your ears, though. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like you're always using old technology because that's what they get. Yeah, low price wins. Quite <laughs> frankly, yeah, exactly. Quite <laughs> frankly, I, I'm I'm waiting with with bated breath for Apple to come out with headphones that use that that, uh, that use Bluetooth as the backup connection, but the primary connection is the ultra wideband U1 chip. That's what I'm waiting for, and I'm hoping that that's coming out this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My, that's, that's, that sounds like the way forward. It's got to happen sooner or later. Yeah. My AirPods uh, Pro do not uh, hold a charge like they once did, but there's no way I'm replacing them, even though you can get new AirPods Pro fairly cheap now. I say fairly cheap. They're, you know, 170 bucks, but you can get them for what the AirPod 3s, AirPods 3 sell for. Yeah, let let me tell you the difference that makes that it turns out to be a lot bigger than I had anticipated. My AirPods three does not have a rubber thing right. they don't inside seal. it, and there. But but that's not the problem. It's more than seal. It's hanging in into your ears. I uh, mean, for whatever you know, I've I've got the best choice of the three different you know little rubber pieces I could put in there for my ears. But if I have to move my head very much, I, I can't imagine anybody running with these things. But people do all the time uh, because they're really made to work with your watch and oftentimes for health. You okay, know, which one are you talking activities. about? You're, which one are you saying you can't imagine them staying in your ears? The pros. Oh, even really? With the, with the rubber ones. They don't stay in my ears. Oh. I, can, I can roll over. Uh, I, I usually use them in bed. Right. But I can roll over and they'll roll out. You know? See, I think the pros stay in my ears great. They stay in there and they stick in better, much better than the the. Oh, I, ha- I don't have a pair of threes that I've used, but I've used the regular ones. My wife uses the threes. Well, um, I, I I can't even imagine walking with the threes. I'm, yeah. I mean, just if just sitting still. In fact, I've done this. I've been sitting in my chair, and I went to lean back one day, and lo and behold, the thing fell out. And of course, it falls down in the crack between the. Yeah. Two seats where I, I I can't find it now. Yeah, now it, you're fishing. It, so yep. Yeah. So anyway, it was a. 
Well, I've read about, you know, they say there's a certain percentage of the population that doesn't, you know, AirPods just don't work for because they just don't fit their ears. And maybe you're one of those. The the AirPods Pro stay in my ears just fine. And I wouldn't go to the AirPods 3 because I really use them for the noise cancellation more than anything else. Like, I don't go out and do yard work and run my lawnmower without noise canceling headphones in my in my ears to block out the noise. And mm. I have an electric lawnmower, so it doesn't make a lot of noise, but yeah, it makes enough that I put in the headphones and I listen to a podcast or an audio book or some music while well, I'm doing yard work. You see, I don't have that problem. All I do is take my hearing aids out, and I'm not going to be bothered by it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm not there yet, so... Uh, I have that feature built in. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the automatic noise canceling, so <laughs> so I have to rely on on devices to give me that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that's why having three generations or two generations on our show is important. You know, get exactly. these different perspectives. You know, absolutely. It's like well, <laughs> at my stage in life, things are different. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I've I've heard of other people who have said that the headphones absolutely just don't work for them, the the AirPods, um, and uh, uh, some people have found because you can buy these little like skins that snap over like the AirPod threes or the original AirPods to make them more tacky, little silicone yeah. type things. Um, I, I bought those too, and they, yeah. and they don't and they don't help. They don't help, yeah. So you know, I mean, it's it's if those don't work for you, they don't work for you. You know, buy over the yeah. ear headphones and call it a day. Well, furthermore, if you put those on, then you can't put them in the case. So every time you put them in or out of the case, right? You know, you, you, yeah. To charge them, you have to take the, the little silicone thing off. Yeah. So yeah, there's a variety of ways to do that. You know, also you could uh, go to the um, uh, and and if you assuming you want to stay with you know the some of the advantages of having an Apple product, go to their Beats headphones. They've got some that have like an over the ear hook built in, and they're designed that way, and they charge that way. And it's the same, mm-hmm. you know, same basic control and guts because they're Apple products anyway. Yeah. And you can get them in yeah. color. The Beats don't come in just white. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I open up my case and it's dirty because it's white. And I can see every little bit of great grime. And yeah. even with a Q-tip, you can't get in there and clean all of it. You have to get a toothpick to get up around the hinges if you want to get the dirt and crud out of there. Yeah, from your podcast this morning, I'm recalling that uh, uh, Apple, when they first came out with their AirPods, had to, had to have a white because that's all that uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name now, the uh, uh, design guy. Yeah, Johnny Ive wanted them John- to look all white. Well, part of the thing was is at the time, all the headphones, and, and they, this had been all the way back to the Sony Walkman, were always black. Yeah. And that's so, right. So he goes, we're going to do something iconically different. And so remember, even when they had the wired headphones, they had commercials about people dancing around with the white wire running back down to their iPod. They were yeah. white. And it was just, it was a as much a marketing as a design decision. It was like, you know, these are unique and stand out because every headphone that's been made up until that point was black. Yeah. yeah. And everybody just... They hadn't even thought about it. They just said, "This is what they have. They're making yeah. this. That's what I'll use." Yeah, this yeah. is what they look like. This is what this <laughs> is what what something that's quality and rich looking looks like, right? Yeah. Black with some sometimes some some silver or, or chrome or brushed nickel, you know, accents. Yeah. And then Apple said, "No, no, no. We are going to do it all white." Johnny had a lot to do with that. He did. He did. 
There was, you know, I complain about them going too far into the, you know, uh, design versus functionality thing, and I think there's a good case to be made there with Johnny Ive kind of going overboard, especially uh, post-Steve, and that's talked about in that book a little bit. Um, but I, you know, because he didn't have somebody there to say no. <laughs> that's right. You know, because right. Tim wasn't going to say no. Tim was like, you design, I'll make everything work. I'll, I'll make sure we have enough of whatever it is you designed to sell. Yeah. Um, and and that was the, so the dynamic was different. Whereas when when Johnny and Steve were there, they would cooperatively talk about ideas, and and every once in a while, Steve would just go, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no, yeah, you know. Um, and as Steve became ill, and then as Steve, you know, after Steve had passed, nobody was there to say that to Johnny. And I think right. I think things went too far. But there's no doubt that that early on, uh, the two of them working together were just phenomenally talented oh, yeah. as a design pair, you know, um, because I think Steve had the right amount of taste and, and um, a sense of, you know, we need this necessary functionality to offset the sort of wild pie in the sky ideas that sometimes Johnny had and they balanced each other so well. And, you know, th- that's why we have some of the, the iconic looking devices that we have, you know, early on in their in their partnership, yeah, yep. and uh, you know, and let's face it, you know, it was the things that were attractive about the Mac, you know, were, weren't just the operating system. It was the they looked good and they were well built. I mean that 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 uh, 2008 laptop, even though it's not really functional anymore physically, it's fine, right? I mean, you can open sure. it up. Maybe the case is is a little looser than it used to be, but it's still. A completely, it's it's a it's a better looking case than than in, in than some new plastic laptops that you can buy, right? Yeah. You know, and and this was before the uh, uh, solid. Yeah, the full u- the unibody. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I, I thought in that podcast there was some interesting conversations too about how they brought out the watch, maybe a little early. Yeah, and and why things like that happen in companies, you know, and uh, I think what isn't that wasn't that connected to the one where they said Johnny had some idea, but it was eight weeks late on the schedule, and therefore they couldn't do it. They have to wait another whole year to get this feature into right based into on their the production design. schedule. There's a hard deadline as as to when you can continue to make changes. Yeah, you know? and and of course that drove Johnny up a wall because hey, you know got this great thing yeah but there's no way we're going to back up the release by four months in order for you to get in there yeah but but i thought the thing that made that conversation interesting is they said it had nothing to do with uh uh who was in charge or what it had everything to do with the size of the company because they went back to earlier stages in the company uh where they were able to make last-minute changes. Yeah, uh, and in fact, held some stuff off until it was ready. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're making a million of something, and that sounds like a lot. But when you're making a million of something, you can hold off the production for a week or two or two, four, you know, to add a feature. But when you're yeah. making, you know, sixty-five million of something, you got to start making it six months before you release it. <laughs> we're already making well, these things. We can't make changes. Well, well, like like they said, when even when the iPhone was announced, that Steve's demo iPhone had a plastic cover. It didn't right. have a glass. Oh, right, yeah, the front on and, it was plastic instead of glass. Yeah, 
And so, of course, Steve's just, you know, he can't stand that because it's scratchy. Well, that's it. He he looked great when he did the demo, but then he carried it around in his pocket for a few weeks before they – you know, as they were wrapping things up and getting production rolled up and ramped up, and he realized that his keys were scraping up the front of it, and he went, "This is intolerable." And yeah. so they basically went to Corning, and 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 apparently when they went to Corning, Corning didn't really have anything. Everything that they had didn't work, and they and they finally said, "Well, we've got this experimental thing that we're working on. You want to well, look at this?" Well, well I, I I can't remember, but what Steve said to them was, "You guys, gr- glass just gets all scratchy." You know, he really. Yeah, uh, yeah you I'm at him. Yeah, your glass is crap. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is no <laughs> no better than the plastic. And and they said, well, we've got this this stuff we're working on. Uh, called it's gorilla glass. Go- right? Yeah, we're calling it gorilla glass. Uh, it it's sort of in the early stages, and they showed it to him and 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 some samples, and he went, this will work. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the rest is history, but. You know, it takes a demanding customer sometimes to, to get you to do what, you know, do the right thing or, or create the right product. Absolutely. If, if there's demand for it, you'll get it there, you know. That's the way it works. Anyway, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a bit long listening to that whole podcast, right. but there were so many little things like that yeah. uh, in this discussion. Yeah. Of, uh, can you describe what that po- who did that podcast? Yeah, or? I'm trying to remember um, – the details on it because it's one I subscribe to and he comes out with something every I don't know one to three weeks it's not super it's not exactly you know every week or whatever it's when he's got something Ooh, that was weird um uh let me call up my uh overcast app and see if I can find uh it's it's, for some reason I want to say it's um one name and I know it's another that is weird. I'm getting this weird, loud hum that comes mm. and goes. Um, but it, uh, let's see. Dang it. What's the, um, oh, it's a talk show with John Gruber. Oh, Gruber. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Any, oh, anyway. Is. I have uh, my phone in my pocket. And every time I would lean forward, my phone, if it got close to my headphone and my uh microphone cable well no i moved the phone and it's still huh that is weird okay i'm holding the cable up so it's not touching anything if i just slide forward about two inches i get this really loud hum and buzz and if i and if i sit back and i'm not hello i'm not hearing you okay that is so weird I'm picking up some kind. Oh, <laughs> my elbow was inadvertently hitting the the low end keys on my keyboard. <laughs> so is can you hear? Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, all I was doing was hitting the the keys at the the low end, but <laughs> let me shut the keyboard off. <laughs> That is so weird. I thought I was getting some sort of like um, uh, electronic, um, you know, emissions from my phone or something that was like mm-hmm. that was you know being picked up by the cable. No, it was as I leaned forward, my my elbow was pushing on the on the bass keys on the, the left hand side of the keyboard. 
Oh, oh that's funny. Anyway, the talk show with John Gruber is a uh, uh, John Gruber is a well-known um, uh, tech uh, person, and he talks largely about Apple. Um, and so, uh, you know, he does a. Uh, I'm looking at the dates here. It looks like like there's one on April 26th, then another one on April 30th, then nothing until May 9th, and then May 15th. So he puts out a few times a month, but it doesn't seem like it's in a necessarily a, uh, a direct, um, you know, like every Tuesday type of thing. Um, yeah, and, and he was interviewing the author of this book. Right. Called- uh, his name is Trip Mickle, and uh, and. The book is uh, now. I got to go to the other place to f- remember the name of the book, which we should probably. Steve you know, something. No, trip trip Mick. Oh, the name of the book. Yeah. Um, let's see. Audible. Let me go to Audible. Sign into my Audible account because I've got the book. Um, let's see my library. After Steve, how Apple became a trillion-dollar company and lost its soul by Trip Mickle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, by lost his soul, they basically mean when Johnny Ives left. Finally, he was the last part of the creative team, part of the team. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Uh, Although I'll argue that that they they lost when Steve died, the the loss started then. That, oh yeah. That that the there was an imbalance in the uh, karma of the company, and Johnny couldn't do it by himself the way he did when when Steve was there. Not that he wasn't still designing great things, but there was there there was no editor. You know. Yep. It's like some of the great songwriting partners of the you know in history when they write on their own, they're maybe sometimes not as as good as they were when they were together because somebody's there to say whoa whoa. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. You know, the description it says here is, you know, Steve Jobs called Johnny Ive his spiritual partner at Apple. The London born genius was the second most powerful person at Apple and the creative force who most embodies Jobs' spirit. The man who designed the products adopted by hundreds of millions of people the world over, you know, and then it goes on from there. But, um, you know, it's interesting. I've just started listening to it, but listening to uh, Trip Mickle talk on the podcast uh, was interesting, and it piqued my my curiosity enough to to get the the audio book to listen to. Oh, you didn't you didn't listen to the whole podcast? Then. No, I did. I listened to the entire podcast, and then I oh. ordered the. I I uh, have an Audible account, and so I get a certain number of credits each month for Audible books. I got you. And uh, I started that back when I used to be commuting every day, and so I listened to books all the time. Now I, I mix that with podcasts, and so I don't listen to nearly as many books. I probably should downgrade my uh, – and my wife listens to books when she's walking. And so she listens to a bunch of, like, um, uh, murder mystery-type novels and stuff. Uh. And so, so we use it, but we don't use it as much as we used to. Um, I have a, an account where I get two Audible books a month, and you can book up to 12. And we, uh. seem, we seem to be constantly with, like, eight – sort of sitting there so i'm thinking maybe i'll switch to the one audible book a month subscription because we just we're not using it as much as we used to the the only audible book i have ever used Mm -hmm. is a bible that i've got on on here Uh but it's a text bible and then somebody recorded the audio so that you can go select where you want to start in the text you know 
and control where you know and, yeah. and it moves the thing cursor down as you go through verse at a time uh-huh. well i but, used to have i used to before before you know uh podcasts and phones and things like that uh there was audio books on tape and then uh there was actually a, a store here in town that rented books on cd and so i would listen to those when i was commuting back and forth into la so i would listen mm-hmm. to books that way and i bought and this is just largely because of who was doing it i bought the entire bible read to you by james earl jones ah yeah and so that was just listening to to james earl jones like tell you the story of noah i mean He's got such a voice, you know, and and it wasn't the Darth Vader version. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't, there was none of the sound effects of the breathing or anything like that. So it wasn't creepy. It was just this wonderful bass voice reading you the Bible. Yeah. Well, I'm really pleased with the voice of the person who did the the Bible reading that I have, but uh, with one exception, and that is, is that his voice was always obviously getting dry. And because he would cough, maybe starting every chapter, you know, not every verse, but mm-hmm. at the start of a chapter, you'd hear little coughs, and then he'd start out again, you know. But he was yeah. really expressive. He was a very good reader. Yeah, that uh, is the uh, voice talent is is an, a, 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 an amazing thing. Those that you know, yeah. do the the um, the good uh, you know audio books and stuff, and in yeah, fact. Now- when you like some of those those murder mysteries and stuff that Elaine listens to, um, yeah. you know, if if you start a series, you really want that reader to finish the entire series because you get used to the way they, you know, speak each sure. of the different characters and and it's it's I mean it's as much as like getting an actor on a show. You know, you don't want to change actors mid show. Yeah. Now 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 tell me. Uh, because I get interrupted with things and reading in a whole book, it seems like what's it take? A couple hours or so. Uh, depends on the book. Like um, I have. Well, a book. of course, but yeah, I mean, but, but but they're long-term things. Is there any controls that you have? Can you scroll through and find your spot again if you want to? Well, it always comes. It always comes back to the spot you were at last, and you can always back it up. So to to go back to where you know you last remember hearing things. Yeah, there's ways to manage that. Like this trip Mickle book uh, after Steve is about 14 hours of listening, and so. You know, if you if you like if you put it on when you're going to sleep at night and then you wake up and you need to back it up to figure out what was the last thing you remember before you fell asleep, that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. The, and the audible player also when you go to sleep, you can set it to play for an hour. And so you know that you're somewhere within that hour is when you fell asleep. Right. Yeah. So so at least it's not like you wake up in the morning and now you're 12 hours behind. And you, and, and, and it. And is and the audible player controls tells you what times you, where you are. It has an indexing or something. Yeah, that you can... yeah. It tells you like where you are. You know, in, in how many hours you've listened to and how many to go, and you can jump to chapters and things like that. Oh, okay. So every book has chapter breaks. Well, not every book. I mean, some books aren't written that way, but virtually most books have chapters, and so as a result, then if if the book has chapters, then the audio book has chapters. Oh, okay. So. You know, um, I don't know. Have you watched on Apple Plus? There's a uh, a show called Slow Horses. Mm, Apple Plus. Apple TV Plus. Uh, no, Show Horses is a movie. Slow Horses. 
slow horses. And no, I... yeah, it's a series that Apple TV <clears throat> produced, and I think there's six or eight episodes in the first season, and it's sort of a spy story, for, uh, and it's based on a series of books by Mick Heron, and it's based in England, and it is excellent, excellent. Each episode's like an hour long, um, but it's based on a series of books. So the first book was called Slough House, um, and that's it's it's the short. I, I'm not giving anything away here. Slough House is basically the place where, like, if you screwed up somewhere, you're, you know, these are British intelligence agents, right? But if you've screwed up, but not so bad that we're going to fire you, we send you to Slough House, and they basically give you busy work. It's just it's it's not a not a positive thing to be sent to Slough House, and so it's a story of these agents that work out of Slough House, and they've basically been told stay out of the way of the real agents. You guys screwed up, and we're just you know we're going to punish you by sending you to Slough House, and obviously then they get involved in lots of stuff, um, and there's a whole series of books. So I've got the Audible book for the very first one. Um, and it's 10 hours and 46 minutes. I haven't listened to it yet, but I just enjoyed the show so much that I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and listen to the, some of the books. So I started with the first one, which ostensibly I know the story because the first season was based on this first book. Uh, but then I'll go from there. Um, <laughs> and they're all unabridged, but if you have not watched slow horses and, and slow horses is just, they call it slow horses because slough house kind of sort of sounds like slow horses. <laughs> that's a funny way to get a title. Oh, it yeah. sounds like this, but it yeah. isn't. <laughs> well, that's, it's a very English thing. They do that. They do that like weird kind of like renaming of stuff. You know, it's kind of slang. Yeah. And so um, anyhow, the uh, plus slow horses is, you know, kind of a put down on, you know, you don't, who, who wants a slow horse, right? Um, anyhow. <laughs> I highly recommend watching the series if you want to watch something that's interesting and fun and and kind of um, you know who done it sort of in yeah. the in the you know Hercule Poirot type of genre, but obviously not in French. It's it's these are English, um, but it's sort of sort of that sort of James Bondy, but there's not like a James Bond character here so much. Um, it's just really really well done and. Uh, but that's one I they're only I bring it up because I'm looking at this one here that's you know that's and this you know uh I'm I'm looking forward to uh to going through and uh and listening to that one. Um one I listened to not too long ago was Collective Illusions: Conformity, Complicity and the Science of Why We Make Bad Decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. That sounds like something that I read not too long ago. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when I get when I pick books out, it's based on um, on a an article or a podcast where somebody was talking about something in that line, either that book or about that that thing, you know, and it interested mm-hmm. me. Um, and so, so I, anyway, I I I, uh, I like a lot of audio. Uh, uh, in fact, podcasts. Uh, or one of my favorite things to do, right. but generally they're less than an hour. Yeah. Now, I know our show lasts more than an hour. Typically in yeah. fact, we're over an hour already or about an hour, but, uh, and, mm-hmm. and that, that has to do with the fact that if I fall asleep and, and, and I listen to podcasts in bed, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that. But usually I don't fall asleep within an hour uh, because uh, I've, I've gotten up in the middle of the night and I go to back to bed, but I just can't go to sleep. But I'm thinking I might. You know? Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, well, the I'll worst be, part is I'll, you get engaged and now suddenly you're wide awake because you're paying attention to something that's really interesting. That's right. That's yeah. right. And yeah, so, you're retired. Uh, you don't have to get up at any specific time, except on Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I spent two hours, uh, well, from five to seven, basically, listening to this podcast you'd sent me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, and uh, that's the thing with his his podcasts, with, with Gruber's podcasts. Um, it, it, uh, I love that he just calls it the talk show. Um, but it's, it's um, you know, he, he goes as long as he feels like he needs to. So sometimes they're an hour, sometimes they're two. I just yeah. heard your doorbell ring, so that's probably the guy that you said you had to go talk to, right? Uh, yeah, it may be. And I can hear your mom talking, or your mom, my mom talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so we probably, I probably better drop out here. So why don't we just call it a night, thanks for listening to us, or call it a day. Depending on when you happen to be listening to this, it could be a night or a day. But we appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Okay. Good talking to you, Todd. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Hola. Hola. Oh, here somewhere. Let me see what's going on. Huh? I said, oh, okay. bien. it's either speaker or none. I, I know what happened. I've got my uh, headphones hooked up to my notepad, iPad. Okay. I was going to say, we only do this every single Monday. We should have it down by now. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> See, I couldn't even remember earlier when I sent an article to you. It says, we need to use this today. Well, it does. I don't know if it works with Skype. <laughs> But I'll try it right now. I did a swipe down. Oops, I didn't get the message I was supposed to get. About happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah, Thank you. Me too. You doing anything special? Uh, well, Lane stayed home from work because she didn't oh, want to okay. go to work. So. <laughs> uh, so as I was coming out here to. Uh, to uh, do this, she was heading over to Target to buy some uh, makeup okay. and something else. I don't remember. She told me, she told okay. me what it was, but I don't remember. So she's probably going to get an anniversary <laughs> card because probably hasn't been that many. So. <laughs> Mine is sitting on the kitchen counter though oh. because I already did that and it was put there last oh. night after she went to bed so that she would then get her. Okay, well, you guys gotta have a good meeting. So, so how, so how many years has it been? Oh, wow, this is a big one. You gotta, decades aren't enough anymore. You gotta do the. Oh, is that what it is? We we switched to the fives after thirty. <laughs> I was gonna say because we, um, on the decades, we've traditionally gone to uh, Hawaii. So. <laughs> So yeah. those are big ones for us because we've made a trip to Hawaii yeah. every 10 years. Well, sure enough. Well, uh, I'll make my transition. Before we get started, uh, I've got a guy coming at 1 o'clock. To... No, you don't know he's coming at 1. Well, between... it, uh, as early as 1. 
And uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, I, and when he shows up, I, I have to physically go meet him. I'm, he's bringing a battery to replace the failed one on my scooter. So it's been a little over two years. I figured that it's just like car batteries. They have a little timer in there that they, when they build it. It mm. says, you know, two years is, is all we guarantee these things for. So we'll give you a couple of weeks or a month, you know. Yeah, whatever the guarantee is, I guarantee you the battery will die shortly thereafter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with everything smart, why not have a smart battery? It doesn't have to worry about a power supply, right? I guess unless it goes down, but they probably will will run long after the battery is dead for normal purposes, right? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Seems very suspicious. Yeah, uh, I want to... Uh, I want to get you set up so you're coming in from my headset. So uh, give me a minute to do that. Uh, go for it. Let's see. What am I doing? How do I do that? I gotta gotta go in here and say settings, and then go down to accessibility and find my hearing aid. There we go. And the only reason it's not connected is I forgot to disconnect it from the other device. So let me cut off the Bluetooth there. And then it should show up here. So it still says it's disconnected. Now what's going on? I probably have to have to forget the device. Yeah, it's one of those deals. I gotta forget the device now and then reattach it. It's always a pain. Sometimes it manages to remember the things. I, I haven't quite cracked the code as to what the conditions are. Bluetooth sucks. But anyway, it's now it says it's still searching. It hasn't found either one of my devices. That's weird. Oh is not paired to the left. Well, I gotta be sure I get the right one on here first. It, at least it found the left one. Could be the battery on the right one. Let's see here. Hmm. Yep, let me get the battery changed on the right one now. Always one thing or another. I changed it on the left one. So I could have went ahead and changed it on the right one, but I didn't. Anyway, I thought I was going to have to cancel this this morning because on my left one, I not only changed the uh, uh, the battery, but the process that I, after I did that, the uh, the thing still didn't work, and then I realized, oh, this earpiece part, you know, little thing that actually sticks in your ear, was looking pretty yucky. And in fact, the black little nipple on it that goes way down in the ear broke off. Then I couldn't find any of the new ones, and it turns out that it was clear at the back of one of my drawers, and. Uh, Maybe this one's like this. Huh. 
Well, dang it. Major surgery here. It looks like this hearing piece may have to be replaced, but I'm going to try to avoid it if I can by just wiping it. Didn't want to take any longer time than I have to once you're on here. Now, with a new battery in place. Hey, now I can hear through it. It went ding, ding, Yay. ding. So now, let's see if my uh, phone hooked to it. Let's see if I can pair it here. Right and left. Pair. Pair. So both of them are dinging and get coming yep, up your to sound speed. Quality, your, yep, much. Your sound quality just changed, and now I hear myself as an echo, which I didn't hear before. Oh, that's because I've got it loud enough in in the phone that it leaks out around my hearing aid. So uh, <clears throat> I'll, uh, can you hear me now, the echo? Oh, I can always hear you. I'm the one who I'm hearing myself echo. And you yes, still can I still hear, hear yourself. Myself. Wow. Yes. Well, let me drop that down a little bit. Yeah. I'm also picking up extra noise of, like, you moving around, which hmm. I wasn't before. Well, this microphone is sense more sensitive than it should be. Because if I turn it down very yeah. much, then I can't hear you. Right. Darn it, the right ear is it's, it's still coming through just the left ear. Something's wrong here. This is flaky. See if I can improve it some more. I probably should have done major surgery on both of them this morning while I was at it and changed out everything. Yeah. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, give me a minute. I get the. I need to get get one of these little. They they got this little uh, plug peak. I don't know how to describe it. That that uh, safety mechanism that blocks. Oops. It it blocks uh, wax from getting down into the crucial part of the mm -hmm. of the earpiece. And, but it, but that part fills up enough every once in a while that you got to, you got to take it out and replace it. Well, anyway, I got a new one in there. Now, if I can get the lid back on here. Uh -huh. I just messed it up. Well, try that again. I'm in a semi-dark room where I can't see well enough. Is my problem now. Mm -hmm. Got crank the lights up. <clears throat> ah, darn it! I got a light here.
looks like I got it back together now. See if it, and it's actually working. Voila. Voila. Okay. Get clean up my mess here before I. Oh, well, that explains something. No, part of the reason I didn't hear very well is that there's it, when it set it up, the hearing aids, as far as the phone is concerned, are sep two separate unconnected hearing aids. Oh, look like they rejoined each other. Yeah, they're talking to each other now. But I have two slides, one for the left and one for the right ear. And the right ear was, was down low, and maybe that was part of the reason that I didn't hear it. Maybe I didn't need to go through that whole exercise because it was just a volume problem. Oh, well. I had. Anyway, I got Could two be. fresh ears that are both nice and loud now, and they're still working separately instead of joint. Uh, but that'll have to take care of itself. Yeah. I really wish we, I, I, we, I may send you another set of headphones to replace the ones that the dog chewed on because the sound quality was better and I didn't get echo back, which makes it really confusing for me when I'm trying to compose thoughts and talk you, to you. you. You're still hearing it? Yeah. I hear it almost oh. every week, Dad. The wireless setup that you have there is not good for doing what we do. Huh. Oh. <laughs> It's the, the the best setup was when you were using the headphones that I sent you with the little boom mic on them. Huh. Well, now I can turn these volumes down a little bit. That should help some. Uh, yeah. With two ears, I don't need them totally maxed out. No, you want me? Yeah, you want me to? I can. You need me talking so that I, you can adjust off of what I'm saying to know how loud to adjust them. I guess right. So I'll just keep talking and. You can adjust off of whatever volume you, you're hearing from me. So, well, I don't hear the echo now, so whatever you did, oh, turn yeah, it down Oh, yeah, I've enough. never had it this low because I couldn't hear before at, at this level. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is so, I guess I can still hear it a little bit, but it's really, really faint. So, that's made it tolerable. Yeah, I... That's the best. It's best. It never it's been even occurred to me that while I'm with you, that I would could use it at that low level. I've, I've yeah, well, I, I've I've never turned it that low before ever. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Well, I mean, frankly, you probably shouldn't be. In fact, it's um, kind of loud for me even right now. I'm going to turn it down some more. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that um, you're generally better off not using wireless connections and stuff, but I guess it does help you to go oh, straight in. Oh, definitely does. Ears. I I had a tough time making out what you were saying otherwise. So, anyway, uh, okay, so you just have to clean your headphones and give yourself new yeah, batteries. Yeah, that's we'll the main thing. So... And then remember that I can turn those things down. I, I'll just leave them where they are after this and see how long I can use them that way. I generally kept them up because I, I can't control the volume of, of other things like how white, how loud your mom talks or what the volume. I, I can't control the volume of the TV, but I know where it starts to annoy, <laughs> annoy others, you know. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, I didn't send you too much stuff this morning, but I did uh, the last two hours while I was in bed this morning. I listened to that talk about Apple. 